I have laughed very hard because it's I know that situation because I, I believe marriage is the hardest thing I've ever fucking done in my life. It amazes me that everything my mom was able to accomplish with me. You just told the world why you are special. Because hmm? you got all things possible. Very true. Welcome back. I didn't like our last video much. Okay. I did, but I didn't get to capture it the way I wanted it to because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So <laughs> we're gonna start over and hopefully I can capture this properly. So one, where are you from? I'm from here in North Carolina. I was born in Havelock, Cherry Point, Old Cherry Hospital that was there. And Moved to New Bern when I was like five, six-ish like that. I got you. Been here ever since. I got you. Where'd you go to um, high school? New Bern. New Bern? Mm-hmm. What year? I graduated in 2007. 2007. What was it like at that time? Y'all had lean with it, rock with it at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was a wild era. <laughs> lean with it, rock with it, all that stuff, man. Yeah, it was, it was a wild era. It was cool, though. wasn't as much, uh, social media wasn't as influential back mm-hmm. then as it is now. You know what I mean? We didn't, not every kid in class had a cell phone that was... Like smartphone like we have now right so it was more focused on social like in-person social interaction than it is everybody like this on their phone you know what i mean you actually had conversations in the hallways lunch wasn't just everybody down sharing videos and nothing like that mm-hmm. you know you had row sessions you had people you know freestyle rapping at other tables looking at like you know what i mean <laughs> all kinds of stuff you know so it was to me it was a i mean it was a fun era uh, way different than you know i look at my sister who's 10 years younger than me Mm. She tell you know stuff that she tells me that happened in school. I'm like, that's crazy. I'll just, I could never. Like, that's how school goes now. Like, right. We, that was you know what I mean. Now I, I just feel myself. That's when I see my age difference between her and me. Mm. And how, how old is she? She's twenty. See, I'm thirty. She's twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna switch it up a little right. bit. You grew up with your mom and dad. My mother, my little sister. Yeah, it was us three. Okay. Dad, not in the picture. Not in the picture. Um, ever get a bond ever my father yeah as it, when I became you know a grown adult you know kind of and kind of got past a lot of that resentment and disappointment and kind of just let it go because I mean there's nothing you can do about it now right the only thing I take from the main thing I take from that is you know being a father now myself is how not to be you know I learned all that from my father's mistakes so I know exactly what not to do. You know what I mean? Not exactly, but a good yeah. set of things of what not to do. So to make sure I try to be a good father myself. What are some things that you um, were taught not to do? What do you mean? As a like come well, out as a kid type thing, or okay, or what did I learn from him not to do? Let 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 me let me better ask this. How did him not being around affect you growing up? Growing up, it always made me wonder why. I thought that a lot. You know, mm-hmm. like 
you know, why don't you want to be around me? Is there something wrong with me? Did I do something wrong at any point in time when we were together? You know what I mean? Anytime we spent together, uh, it, it made me. I was always like had this like this unease feeling in my mind because it's like I didn't know until I became older and understood, you know, why people do things they do. But as coming up as a kid, it was it was like a sense of worry, like all the time. Is what it felt like. Is what I remember it feeling like. Um. Now I'm I'm digging now. I'm hey, digging. Let's go for let's go for uh, it. Let's um, go for it. Mom, dad, not married. They were married. Uh, he had uh, infidelity problems. Uh, okay. Put it, I'll put it that way. Uh, didn't want to really live the home life at the time. Wanted to do his own thing. And that's what he did. He you know he left. Uh, and mom did the best. You know? How old were you around that time? Uh, when he left, I'd say about five, which is right around the time we, uh, me and my mom moved to New Bern. Okay. Um, five, about between five six years later, my little sister comes. You know, when I was ten, she was born, and it was us three making it. You know, uh, me and my sister, we have different dads, but the same mom type thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, mom's the same dad thing. I got you. I got you. <clears throat> With that, so you you have a, a sister who's ten years younger than you. Mm-hmm. Different dads. Mm-hmm. Was her dad around? He lived in the same town as us. I mean, like active. No, no, no. So there wasn't any of that. Um, your dad's here, my dad's not. No, it was never that. It was neither one of us got it. What are we gonna do? I got you, you got me. Exactly. I mean, I'm the big brother. I got to take care of my little sister. You yeah. know, mom's got to work. So right. I was, you know what I mean? You got to gotta do what you got to do to, you know, do your part to help. Okay. In a way, did you think that that helped you mature faster? Were you, were you did you take up, so me putting myself in the same situation, because basically that is, except I was the only child. Mm-hmm. I, um, I was told at a very young age, I'm the man of the house. Mm-hmm. And there was a role that I played with my mom that wasn't necessarily son. Yeah. It was definitely more friend. Protector. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And platonic husband, may I I say. Hey, you got a a best friend, you know, both ways. That's how me and my mother are. Like, if if I need to talk to anybody about anything, she's the first one I'm calling. No matter what it is. If I got something I want to get off my mind... I know I can call her because I know she's got my back just like I got hers. Yeah. It's been like that, I mean, forever. I yeah. mean, when you're stuck with, it's just you and your mom, your dad's not around, mom's got to do what she's got to do to make sure you, you know, get raised right. Facts. Uh, and that's what she did with me and my sister. So, with that, was was your father in and out? Was he? Yeah, there was times where, uh, you know, he lived in Havelock. You know, where uh, he might have a weekend here, a weekend there. He might spend a day or two, you know, hanging out. Mm. And, uh, you know, a couple times it happened. You start getting your hopes up that it'll happen again. And then as soon as that happens, it's, oh, I can't get you this weekend. I got this going on. And then once that, you know, starts happening over and over, it becomes this pattern of disappointment. You know, you kind of get tired of being let down. Start getting a little used So to you're it. just like, you, know, you just kind of stop caring. Like, I don't care to see you anymore. I'm already not seeing you now. So why even keep putting that out there for me? 
I'm not gonna let myself keep, you know, getting let down for what. I'm with that. You know, I'm with that. Um. So with that, what did that teach you? Because I'll put it this way: my dad was there to the best of his ability through me. Okay. Looking back at it now, in retrospect, or in hindsight, I pushed my dad away a lot okay. because of what I was told and what I seen in my past and mm -hmm. holding grudges. So really, I say a lot of times I cheated myself out of having a father, especially in my teenage years. Because yeah. um, that's when my mom was more like, you know what, if you want to go see your dad, you go see your dad. Mm -hmm. I can't make you go see your dad. So, <clears throat> I feel like I cheated myself out of a lot of lessons in life from that. What do you carry with you today from not having that father figure? How do you how do you how do you know how to be a father to your daughter? So the way the first thing that I kind of told myself was to when she got old enough. Listen to what she has to say. You know, take value in her opinion of whatever it might be. Something as simple as what she wants to eat for dinner. You know, anything like that. Show up. Just be there. Just be there. First of all, you know, got to be there. And then other than that, is just do what you can to teach them. You know, right from wrong and all that kind of stuff. Be there to teach them. You know, through school, help them out with whatever they might be curious about. Um, and just you know, do things they enjoy. You know, together. Yeah, you know it doesn't have to. It can be. <laughs> I'm a grown man, and when my daughter says, "Daddy, can you come in my room and play Barbies?" I'm gonna go in there and play Barbies. This game will be here, you know, when I get done. But this is this is how I make her happy right now. Ten, fifteen minutes. What's that? What's ten, fifteen minutes of my time that my daughter's gonna love for the rest of the day? She's gonna be happy to spend time with her dad. And I'll remember it exactly. Making simple memories, and all you gotta do is just. You know, Go play with a couple toys with her? Of course. You done the makeup thing yet? Of course. Just sit there and she can do that. <laughs> Any day. Any day. I've, you know? uh... Nail polish, all that. I don't care. I, I do the nails thing. I'll do the nails thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But toenails only. Okay. <laughs> toenails only. Because then I don't, it doesn't matter, like, what color you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right now I got trinkle toes. I really look like, uh... <laughs> Oh man, we're we're not we're not we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Um, Dorothy. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I got I the I got them got slippers the on slippers, right yeah. now. There's <laughs> no place like home. There's no place like home. I, I got Christmas spirit on oh. my toes right now. So that <laughs> yeah, man. That's uh that that's something that that's God. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe I put that on camera. <laughs> just kind of that's something simple though, and daughters love it, man. Kids love it. So it's um it's definitely not this is funny this works because uh we don't have dad bods, we have father figures, <laughs> father figures. that works out. That yes. <laughs> perfect shirt for it today. What are things that if you could ask your dad now? What would you ask him? Right now, it'd be quite a few questions. Because being a grown man and seeing and feeling the pressure 
of parenthood is because it's, it's, it's a lot. You know, yeah. it's a lot of pressure because and society puts a lot of pressure on parents all the time to always make the right choice every single time, and that's an impossible task. Everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, the key to it is learning from those. You know what I mean? But I knew that was gonna happen. Keep going. Yeah, you're fine. But, uh, that's why I got this one running. Nice. But if I could ask my dad questions, it'd be, you know, I would try to understand and be rational about it, you know, mm-hmm. from an objective point of view. But at the same time, like I'm still that son that was looking for you at his high school graduation, you know, up until I walked across the stage, you know, just to be disappointed one more time that you couldn't make it for whatever reason. That would probably be the number one question I'd probably have to ask my dad was, out of all the things that I wanted you to be a part of, you know, my high school graduation was like the biggest thing that I wanted to be, you know, in attendance to, why couldn't you make it? Because I have yet to have a clear answer to that to this day. Yeah. For for me, it was the, uh, the football games. Yeah. I could, I could see that. It was the football games. Because I, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I like like. <laughs> yeah, my mom was put me in there. She was she was there, she was there. But it was like, she's not gonna give me that deep voice. Mm-hmm. Get out of there! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It was the football games. I, I believe my dad made. I don't know, man. Now, now becoming a parent, there's so many things I just don't. You know how when you grow up, you just don't have um, all of the information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And especially when you're with the the one parent. Mm-hmm. You really just hear their side of what they... And it's easy to believe. Yeah, so that's... that's yeah, I can definitely... It's so easy that. to believe and go for... Because you don't know anything different. No, because one, the, the other person, the other party's not here to mm-hmm. defend, nor be like, well, look, uh, yeah, that's her perspective, but this this is what happened to me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or I got remarried, and or I have another child, and they also have a recital, they also have a football game, you, you know, there, there was things that, as kids, we didn't recognize that they had to balance, and sometimes we had to play sacrificial lamb. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of understand that, like, a little bit as a parent. For me. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I, like my situation is just so much different. Because it's like, yeah, we. I mean, he's got other kids in you know, another state, but it's like, I'm the oldest. You know what I mean? I'm the one that was here first type thing. That's exactly you how know I what I mean? Because I'm the oldest of five. Well, it's like, you had, there was years where it was only me, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the sibling that I have that's, that mean that we have the same dad. Mm-hmm. I have another brother and another sister like that, and I'm still the oldest. But there's a it's like a what, six year gap, six seven year gap between us, between me and my sister, if I remember correctly. So and your young pivotal years, you know, there was no excuse. No excuse. I mean, I know you had to jump. I mean, my dad was in the military. I get that, you know, whatever. So, but it's like the times. I mean, I, the times that you weren't there, that you might have been overseas. Like I knew about that. I knew where you were. You know what I mean? I know why you're not here with me right now. Mm-hmm. But when you come back and then it's days I don't see you, then days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and then you know, more time goes by and those months turn into years. It's like, you know, did you just not want me type thing? You could have just said that. It would have saved me a lot of 
years of pain and heartache and wondering. Do you think... Do you think you... As a child, do you think you could have retained that information at that time? Maybe not retain the information, but it would have saved me. As a kid, it would have saved me some emotional... I want to... Not trauma, like stress, I'll say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you might not process it right away. You know what I mean? But it'll still be there in the back of your mind. But you have almost a sense of relief, you know, to kind of relax you a little bit. Knowing, you know, to have a little bit of... Not necessarily closure, but a little more info on the matter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even as a young kid, like... You still understand things, maybe not as deep as you would, you know, as a teenager or a grown man. Of course, but you still have a level of understanding to it that kind of helps alleviate some of that pressure off your mind. True, true, true. So, um, you want more kids? Honestly, at I'm about to be thirty-three years old. I do not. This is a hard conversation to me and uh. My girlfriend had a couple weeks ago, and uh, I just had to be honest about it. You know, I have a seven-year-old now, and I don't want to start over. I don't want to start over with, you know, the whole diapers, and I just don't. Thirties losing them patience, huh? That, and also <laughs> that, and also I, uh, I told, I told everybody the same. I say story, but it's the truth. The way I feel about it is, you know, I feel like I was extremely lucky. With my first daughter, with my daughter, I'll say, uh, with the whole, from the from the pregnancy that me and her mom went through, to our, even though she was three weeks early, the amazing delivery you know we had at the hospital, like everything, and then having as good as a kid as I have now, and how great she's doing, it's like I don't want to take the chance of having another kid and it not being the, as great of an experience as I had with my daughter. It's like, I don't want to take the chance of having another kid and it not being as great of an experience as I had with my daughter. So, I'll explain, and probably none of this is going to make it on. Um, To me, when we do this, I have to be transparent, too. I can't expect you to do it if I'm not going to do it. Gotcha. So... My wife's 10 years my senior. Mm-hmm. I just said how old I was. Mm-hmm. I don't want another child if it's going to cost her. Yeah. I can see that. Fuck a baby. Yeah. <laughs> as horrible as that may sound. It's, it's not horrible. That's, um, a, that's a very uh, pressured question. People always put so much pressure on people to want kids. It's like... There's nothing wrong with not wanting right. to have more kids. And I feel like that's such a stigma that we need to break on people in general. We definitely want one. But it's just... We're in our first year. I haven't had time to enjoy her. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'll ever say, even in 20 years, oh, well, let's have a baby. And if you know, if you have complications, then you have complications. Yeah. I'm never going to say that. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to that, it's just, it's a scary thing. And, and I think that that's when conversations of, oof, yeah, I wasn't expecting this one to go this deep. It's like that, man. Um, it's like that. Conversations like, 
abort would would can't believe I just said that will come into play because if there's a way a reason that okay and it has to be a definite answer you know what I'm saying from a professional saying look if you have this child you are not gonna make it mm-hmm. Lord forgive me baby got to go you can try again but only if your wife makes it exactly and I value my wife I can't replace my wife exactly I can't I can't replace any kid but I have kids yeah I can just be grateful you, you get what I'm saying Absolutely. so I don't know motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> it's just him yeah. but um I don't I don't there's just no way I I don't mind the start over I'm not at that age yet to where I'm like get the fuck away from me <laughs> yeah you know I I love kids it's just um I want me and her to be able to have one. I'd love to see what that mixture would look like. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Just, just oh, yeah. to know what her drive, my drive, my creativity, and her inspiration. ambition. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My my wife's ambition is through the fucking roof. And I, I yeah, I aspire to be like that. Absolutely. Because I'm so laid back and she's just like. Go get her attitude all yeah, the time. Yeah, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But just to see that in a kid and to, to be able to nurture it from the, from the very beginning. Because, I mean, after the first child, put it this way. Your first child, you're always going to be. Brand new to whatever that situation is. Okay. It's only going to be one eight. It's only going to be one nine. It's only going to be one sixteen. Mm-hmm. But once you have another child, you you know how like the second and third child in most families, the third child is usually the worst because the parents are so laid back Maybe now. On, yeah. They're so laid back that mm-hmm. you're going to go through it. Mm-hmm. Cindy went through it too. Like, <laughs> I, I want to be able to see what I would be like after going through the crash course of having my first son, mm-hmm. having my first daughter already, and now I can take all that I've learned mm-hmm. and put it into that. Which is this one. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah. See, I no had Super a... Saiyan baby. You gotta eat your vegetables. situation or like you know what you're talking about I feel like with me I had a little bit of an advantage because of my little sister you know what I mean so I was alright I was already changing diapers and you know feeding and burping putting in bed and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. you know so when I did have my daughter it wasn't some of it really wasn't new it was just this is my daughter not my sister 
Right. So, you know, I'm the one responsible at the end of the day. Well, mm-hmm. me and her mother, obviously. Correct. And we're responsible for this, not let me do this and then pass it off to my mom and then my job's done. You know, you pass it off to the wife. Yeah, but you're, you're not finished. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, when I did have my daughter, you know, I already had that pre, you know, I already had the experience of, you know, how to treat, how to hold a baby, mm-hmm. how to treat a baby, how to change it, feed it, you know, so on and so forth. And it wasn't until obviously she, I mean, it's different because it's yours, but it's like she has, you know, my attitude and, you know, her mom's attitude and this and that all mixed together versus, you know, it's just my little sister. I can kind of teach her whatever because, you know, you know what I mean? But now it's, it's different because you want your kid to be, you know, obviously raised right and right from wrong, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but I already had that. So it's like having another one really be really much different. It wouldn't really be something new. It'd be something new because it's a new life in this world, you know, obviously, yeah, but... Oh, boy. I mean, every, I feel like every, you know, man wants a boy, you know, subconsciously. I wanted a girl. But in my mind, <laughs> when people ask me that question when I found out we were, I was having a kid, my honest answer was, I don't care the gender as long as it's healthy. Of course. You know, my biggest thing was, you know, I just wanted a healthy baby. If it's a boy, hallelujah, whatever. If it's a girl, hallelujah, whatever. But the main thing I, you know, was focused on was... A healthy child. Having this baby come out healthy. Exactly. And then doing my best, you know, bring her up to keep her healthy. I mean, to this day. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, that's why I say, you know, I'm good with my daughter. I'm good with just having one kid, one and done type thing. You know? Yeah. You're a great dad, man. I try, man. I try. You are. You, you as well. You I as well. appreciate you. You. It, it's nice to, and I'm not trying to throw this to race or anything, but just to see a black dad and and be involved in in every step is it's something that you don't see quite often. It's kind of like a fucking unicorn, okay. and I appreciate you for just being a role model for other black kids out here just to show them that you know you got a responsibility you got to stick around absolutely absolutely man got to stick around if you lay there you gotta you gotta stay there absolutely absolutely you gotta you gotta you gotta take care of yours man at the end of the day that's what that's that's what matters that's what i feel like it's how you become a man is by learning how to i say i'm not gonna just say you know become a man but a responsible adult i'll say Mm. is by taking care of yours taking your family your kids all that like you can't call yourself a responsible adult if you're not doing what you need to do in that aspect. And, you know, if you got, you know, friends, homies that's out there not taking care of theirs, say something to them. Check them. Look, man, when's the last time you talked to your son? When's the last time you talked to your daughter? I don't hang out with none of them. Exactly. Personally, it, I, I, I have family members that if literally, if I know you don't see your child or you don't pay your child support, even though it may be her acting funny about that child support and you're there but let me find out and you call me to come hang out nope no i'm good call your kids man where's the youngin yeah yeah hey bring the youngin yeah yeah when you come bring the youngin yeah i'm gonna bring mine yeah 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 we're gonna have a play date yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're gonna go to lunch or something yeah we can go fishing we 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 can we can go shooting depending on the kid's age. Yeah, man. We we can do something. Hey, look, I got a PlayStation. You got a Wii. I got a Wii. Come on, let's squat up on Fortnite or something, bro. Let's go. Man. Fast. Kids like to play too. Yeah. Oh well, and uh, well, I'll talk to you later. Then. Right. I don't know what to tell you. 
So, I mean, shout out to all the dads. For real. We're appreciative. And even the ones who weren't there because we learned. You still made us. Yeah. You still made us the dad that we are Absolutely. by not being there. Not being there, yeah. So, and that that's that's no offense to any father out there. We're just saying we made something that was negative into our lives into a positive Absolutely. today. Absolutely. And no matter what, we still have to thank you for that. No doubt. So, no yeah, doubt. I appreciate that. That was a good conversation. I'm yeah, cool yeah. with it. It's good. <laughs> it's good, man. I like talking about these things because I feel like they're not talked about enough, you know. So... I talk about it. it starts here. You, know, you, know where, you never know what's going to go from there. Start, start one conversation. Might turn to two. Turn to four. X, Y, Z.